You're listening to Two Tape Decks and a Mixing Board, a podcast about life through the lens of music. Welcome to the show. I'm Jay Mack, live in the bunker in St. Louis. And this is Sam Wade out in Los Angeles saying hello to everybody. This is the most informative podcast that I've ever been associated with, Sam. <laughs> I can't agree with you more, Jay Mack. We are full of facts. I love doing this show, and I think our listeners enjoy listening. I would just like to remind our listeners that we that you can get the show every Wednesday. Drops every Wednesday. SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify. Spotify is a great way to listen to the show. You can get it on your phone. You can get it on your TV, your Blu-ray player. It's 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 kind of like you got you have all the episodes at your fingertips. I would definitely recommend Spotify. I'm new to the Spotify game. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I I love Spotify um, as an end user. Uh, as an artist, it's a little bit more challenging. That's a whole other so- separate conversation. But I can't deny you got millions of songs and things that you can listen right there at your fingertips you can listen to our podcast you can listen to our band tomorrow never knows you can listen to all of your favorite music on that why are we saying so much about spotify they're not paying us for this no nope. we just want you to know that you can find our show at all these different places so please check it out absolutely we got a facebook page facebook.com slash two tape decks and email address two tape decks at gmail.com send us a line drop us a line tell us what you think tell us what you'd like to hear we love hearing from people Sam, we've got a really fun show this week. Sometimes we do deep dives on things, and other times we kind of like, we just have what I I like to think of as like our freeform fun show. This is going to be more along those lines. We're going to talk about movies and why people need to get ready to go back to movie theaters, because I don't know about you, but some of the best times in my life have been spent in the dark movie theater watching my favorite films. I totally agree with you, J-Mac. It's one of those things that's almost uh, in danger of... I mean, that's a soft in danger, by the way, but it, it is, you know, in a way in danger as like a something that, that people do and it, it, it could be lost, you know, because there's something about going into a movie theater and seeing a film that you just don't get even in your fancy uh, decked out home theater. Um, partially because there's ways, there's way too many choices of content on the streaming. So like, it's hard to focus on one thing and you always be like, I can just pause it and go doing, you know, go and do something else and come back to it or binge watch this and never catch all the content going to a movie. It's a, it's a fun thing to do. And there's certain films that are better in the theater. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree. You know, I'm a huge star Wars fan. And some of my best uh, movie memories are going to the uh, the Star Wars movies. Not so much this new wave that came out, but when the when the special edition came out, I guess in '96 or '97, whenever that was, me mm-hmm. and my me and my friends would go weekly sometimes to go see these movies because I think they there was like they I think one came out in May, like New Hope came out in May, and then another one dropped like a month later, and then Jedi and then Jedi came out three months later. And it was so much fun going. And you're right you you can watch Star Wars at, at home, and it certainly it certainly is magical at home. But to see it in in like the humongous screen when the Star Destroyer comes over in the yeah. beginning of A New Hope, or uh, the the Emperor throne room scene in Return of the Jedi, um, or the the Hoth ice battle, it's just amazing. And you need to see that 
and it was intended to be seen on a big screen. It's so true. You know, for it's 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 funny you mentioned that's that film specifically because that's a perfect example of like this larger than life kind of a thing. And I'm just a, I'm just a little bit too young to have experienced that movie in the theater when it actually came out and I always kind of felt like I missed out on something and when they re-released it Aside from all of the edits that yeah. are so controversial, <laughs> um, and I'm not even a huge Star Wars, you know, junkie or anything, um, but I got to go and see that with my dad in the theater, which was really cool to go and do because that was an experience that I wouldn't have had any other way. Going with your dad and going to see that movie that he had experienced before as well—it's it's pretty sweet, right? You know, for Revenge of the Sith, I actually dressed up on opening night. The midnight showing dressed up as Emperor Palpatine walked into the theater. Pe- people were afraid to be close to me. I-, I had white face paint on. I shaved my mustache, shaved my head. I guess though, at that point I had my hair pulled back in a ponytail. I was balding, but I-, I had the hood on so nobody could tell. And I actually went up to a guy I knew, I knew and he didn't even know it was me. I- oh, wow. I-, I-, I told him like the next day at work, I'm like, hey, dude, that was an awesome movie. He goes, he goes you were there? I was like, yeah, I was the emperor. He goes, I had no idea that was you. Were you like, I find your lack of faith disturbing? Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm afraid the deflector shield will be quite operational when your friends are around. <laughs> Dude, I was, it was amazing. I went and saw it at the St. Louis Mills Theater, which is now defunct. It's closed. Oh, and, I didn't know that. And it, I mean, that whole mall's dead now, but. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, um, that, that happens with malls, unfortunately. I mean, that's another reason why it's good to go and see movies in the theaters to keep these things like going because there's something special about that experience, right? Well, Mid Rivers Mall, which is close to my house, they're re- they're remodeling their theater, and I can't wait to get in and see oh, it. That's I, cool. I think it's supposed to be done this month. So me and the me and the fam are looking to find a good family movie. Maybe I don't know. I have to see what's going on at the time. And I mean, movies are magic, just like. Music is magic, and I love the theater. I remember as a teenager, I just got my permit or my license. I guess I was 17 driving my big boat Grand Marquis. See our episode, our first cars for the story on that. That's a good one. And me and you went to see Godzilla. That's a, That was a great memory. And the I think the first movie we that we ever saw together was Jurassic Park. What a mind What a mind-blowing experience that was. It's true, man. I know you saw that movie in the theater so many times more than I did. I think I saw it, you know, maybe four times in the theater. I think you saw it at least three times at amount, right? I think the final count was somewhere in the high teens. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. Like, you know, there's okay, so there's a lot of movies coming out this year um that have been like waiting in the wings. Um and it's real controversial because one of the studios, you know, Warner Brothers has has announced that a, a lot of these big movies, they're going to release them simultaneously on streaming and then also in the theater. But, you know, that's a new problem that we have right now because of the Internet and, and, and you know, the, I mean, really the whole Internet of Things. Um, but when we were watching Jurassic Park, you know, that wasn't a thing like you might have to wait months after the film was done in the theater for it to show up on VHS at the time, like DVDs weren't even really a thing at that point. So it makes sense to go in, right. And and see that several times. Cause you know, at some point it's going to be out of the theaters and you might have to wait a long time to see that thing again, if it's something that you love. Um, it's and it's because there's that whole 
aspect of being there in a darkened theater with a you know at that point it was like dolby you know dbx sound sick deal and it would like shake the room um and that was such a new thing at the time you know what i'm saying uh so it's totally cool that you did that and there's definitely been movies that i wanted to see that many times that's that's the great thing about movies well you worked at the schnooks video department right the grocery store yeah i did okay well i have at, up at Grandview, right up at up in North County, I have the original Jurassic Park display from that video store in my basement. My sister used to work there, and she snagged it for me. So, what I'm going to be doing oh. is I'm, I'm going to be converting my my lower level of my basement of my house actually into a like a, a mini blockbuster. Oh, that's cool, man! And uh, that's going to be in on a prominent place. Um, but you're right. I think kids nowadays they kind of think like i try to my my son is nine he's like daddy and i try to explain to him that that there was no netflix growing up there was no hbo max there was no youtube he's like what i was like yeah if we wanted to watch a movie we either had exceed in theater wait till it came on tv or go pay for the the vhs tape which i still i still do have a dvd uh vhs player and i have Quite a stack of like old Godzilla movies on VHS. I got to tell you, sometimes movies like that are just better to watch on VHS with all the grain and the kind of, yeah. It's, um, well, it's, it's definitely a, a nostalgic experience. And, you know, that's the thing that like, you know, one of the things that this whole industry is doing all the time is trying to find ways to keep it engaging for audiences. And there's a lot of things that, that can be done in theaters, right? Like they have like, you know, the real 3D films. They got the Dolby movies with these crazy sound you can reserve your seats, which, you know, has pros and cons because sometimes you miss out on like the cool trailers when you do that or, you know, some of the other things that can be there uh, you know, before the movie starts. Like, like, you know, like having like questions up on the screen. That was always fun. Like you're waiting for the movie to start and you have to like answer movie trivia. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You know what? And I love the trailers. I, you, I forgot that. Uh, it's been a while since I've been to the theater. The last time I went to a theater was Toy Story 4. And I guess that was a year and a half ago. That was before COVID hit. Yeah. And and my son, like I said, he's nine. He's like he's like, Wow, every every preview. He's like, <laughs> I wanna see that, I wanna see that, I wanna see that. And my late friend Adam Schumer, we go see a lot of movies together, and Adam was a sucker for the previews. Every movie that came on, he wanted to go see. And I was like, I, I mean, I love previews, but I didn't want to see every movie that popped on the screen. But Adam was like a kid in a candy store with every movie that popped up. Every movie that popped up on, on the big screen was worthy of a ticket and i gotta tell you i miss that i miss that experience of going sitting in the, in the getting all comfy in your seat getting your popcorn and your soda pop and then <laughs> and then it's like and then the lights go down and then the previews come up and you write the little the like the little ads and stuff that come up before the show and they can like question movie trivia i love that absolutely love that and i miss it and uh that was a big part of growing up for me was going to the well, movies Absolutely, man. And that's, you know, that's the thing. Have you gone to the movies um, recently since they started opening up again after the pandemic? Have you had a chance to go and see anything yet? No, I have not, because I usually go with the family and um, that can be, you know, scheduling and all that. He's in school right now. I think when he's in when summer's up, when summer's here, we'll probably go more. Um, Yeah, sure. Is it weird now going to theaters? I mean, I'm sure there's like a bunch of spacing rules and stuff. Well, you know, I've I've been very, you know, obviously I've been very vigilant 
and, and, and careful during this whole time. And this is almost like a time capsule to talk about this because I, I do believe at some point this is not going to be the reality anymore. But like 2020 was <laughs> a crazy year for everyone really in this world. And in 2021, there's still some challenges, but, you know, luckily people are getting these vaccinations and, you know, and things are changing. Um, out here in L.A., it took a long time for the theaters to reopen, but they have. Um, and we've we've gone in and seen a, seen a few films like um, it's definitely has been reduced seating like there's space in between the seats so you can feel safe. Um, they still have you wear a mask, which I fully support and think that that is something that people should do just to be decent to each other. Yeah, like wear wear a mask. You know, I we don't we don't get on soapboxes here too much, but just, you know, wear a mask. It's fine. Um, anyway, so like you, you, you go to the theater, uh, we, we, you know, we went and saw Tenet, um, and we saw Tenet on the, uh, on the IMAX screen and which is, by the way, the, that movie is one of those films to see it in the theaters. So is a so much different experience than to see it on TV. I know it just, you know, it, it, it hit out there where you, where you can watch it now. Um, actually the first time I saw that wasn't on the big screen. It was actually on an, on an airplane and I didn't get it quite quite at first. And then I saw it on the big screen and like suddenly it just like um, jumped off the screen and the, the sound and the score is just incredible and just this weird experience um, and cool and overwhelming and just magical in a way that you're not expecting. Um, and I wouldn't have experienced that had I had not gone to a theater. You know what I'm saying? I agree. One of the movies for me that really... I I saw it. I think I saw it. I rented it from Blockbuster, the original Matrix. Oh right, right. And then it then before the 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 next wave came out, they re released it, so you could go see it in theaters. Oh yeah, I mean, had you so so you hadn't seen it on the big screen by that no, point? No, and I I I liked it when I saw it, but I absolutely fell in love with it when I saw it on the big screen. Like I said. You can, yeah. well, I had like, at the time it was like a cutting edge, like 38, 37 inch glass tube, you know, 400 pound monstrosity that I drug up the right. stairs of my apartment when I was like 22 years old. And I was like, yeah, it's a cool movie. And I didn't really get the hype until, I, I mean, I liked it, don't get me wrong, but until I saw it in the theater and I was like, whoa, just everything was so massive. It's like, it's a world that sucks you in. It's so big, you forget you forget about everything else, but what's in front of you. And I love that about movie theaters. Dude, that's so true. You know, um, that's actually a great film um, for me, uh, thinking about my experiences in theaters. Um, I saw it again recently on the, on the 25th anniversary re-release. I saw it, it had been remastered for the Dolby theater. Um, And if you've never seen a movie in a Dolby theater, you're missing out because it's like it, like the seats rumble and they recline and then like the sound is surrounding you. It's like, it's, it's, it's really incredible. Side note. I saw 1917 on like a normal digital projection and it was beautiful. It's an epic film. And I saw it on the Dolby and it was like night and day difference as far as like the resolution on the screen. And so I, I, I saw the matrix in that, um, in that state. And it was just crazy. And it reminded me about like when I first saw that film, like, you know, what's crazy when I saw that film, I actually had no idea that it, that it even existed. I don't even know how this even happened, J-Mac. Cause like, 
I've always been kind of like checking the Sunday paper to see what new movies are coming out. Yes. Like sometimes I would even like like recreate and draw like the ads for the films. So I was so excited to, to to see them. I'd be like, you know, give me this paper. Tell me what's what's coming out. I had no idea about the Matrix. Somehow it had completely escaped my awareness. I'd never seen a trailer. I had no idea about the concept. And I was in uh, I was in college at, at the time. My friends came over uh, you know, after class and they were like, hey, we're going to go and see The Matrix. Do you want to go? And I was like, what's The Matrix? <laughs> They're like, dude, don't even worry about it. Just come with us. And I'd be like, what? What are you talking about? And they're like, just come with us. So 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 I did. And we saw like a late night showing. I think it probably started at like midnight. Sweet. You know, and we were sitting there watching it. And from the first scene. When all of a sudden Trinity like runs up the wall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, crazy. I'm like, what is happening? And then she goes up to the rooftops and like jumping across the rooftops. And I was just like, oh my god! Like this movie just like totally sucked me in. Like so, you know, some of the things don't age well, and that's how like you know pop culture movies are. But right. Like as a whole, that film still holds up. When I saw it again just recently, I was like, this is still a really awesome film. Now you're making one me want to rewatch it. Okay, here's another one I saw in the theater, and this would wouldn't be one that some somebody would automatically say you got to see this in the theater to really get the full effect. But Cast Away, when uh, I I'm not lying, dude, I teared up when Tom Hanks was floating away, when 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 Wilson was floating away on the ocean because the screen was so big and it looked like it was so far of a distance. He's like Wilson. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I squirted a couple tears on that scene, and <clears throat> I haven't watched that movie in a while. I should get it out and see if it's aged that well. Um, I think it probably did. That's a great film. But yeah, just just the distance on on the screen of seeing Tom Hanks literally like stretching out as far as he could, calling his freaking volleyball friend back, and Wilson's drifting off, and your heart is breaking for oh, him, dude. I mean, like. If you would have told me before you went in that that you're going to be crying over a lost volleyball, I'd be like, "You're crazy. I'm not. I'm not going to cry. Oh. I don't. I don't cry at movies anyway, and I'm certainly not going to cry over a volleyball." The right. distance between Tom Hanks, I'll say that goddamn volleyball. I'm going to I'm going to make a good grown up <laughs> language. Was heart wrenching, dude. And I don't think had I seen it on a small screen, if it would have impacted me that much. Oh, that's a really good point. You know, one of the things that stands out to that to me about that film too is like you totally do get lost in that world and you know, one of the things I think that's unique about this film, I think we mentioned this maybe in an episode, maybe it hasn't even come out yet, I don't know. Um but we talked about how like movie music like can can work and how the absence of movie music works. Like I don't know if you notice it, but when you watch that movie, at the beginning of it um there's some music i think but like the entire time he's on the island there's no score and it doesn't kick in kick in again until after that point when he actually gets off the island spoiler alert sorry late spoiler <laughs> alert but when he actually gets off the island that's when the movie when the music starts again and that's the moment in the theater when you like you're watching uh, you know him break the surf and you're just like like there's something magical about yeah, that. Yeah, that's dark. that's another great scene when he breaks the surf. No, you're right. The beginning, I think there's an Elvis Presley movie, uh, movie, an Elvis Presley song. I think it's Teddy Bear, if I'm remembering correctly, when the FedEx truck is dropping stuff off, and then there's no music at all once he hits the island. All you hear is waves. Yeah, 
And I don't even think you hear bird, just waves and wind. I don't care how good of a system you have at home. It doesn't compare to a system inside of a theater auditorium. No, no. And I mean, let's be honest. Wait, man, that's hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of gear to like finely tuned for that room based on an algorithm. It's like a studio in there. And I really hope that people go back to the theater. I think habits have changed. I think people are in in a certain mindset of like, well, just stay home and watch it or wait till it's streaming. If you value movies and the right way to watch them, you'll you'll spend a few bucks and go see a movie when when the theaters open back up or if they have opened back up, just find a movie, just any movie. I mean, certain rom-coms and stuff, I would say you could wait for video or whatever or streaming, but okay, the Lord of the Rings movie. But I mean, those are great date movies too, right? Yeah, like, that's there's something that's going to date a movie. Oh, that's true. I mean, my lady will probably get a little embarrassed about this, but when we were dating, one of the and in our early married years, we don't so much. <laughs> you know, you, <laughs> you know, you understand when you get married, you've been with somebody twenty years. Uh, but but those first few years, you go to the movie theaters and you you have busy hands. I'll just say that it's a lot of fun to kind of in the dark, <laughs> nobody's around. You can you can kiss and and you know. That's Just, part of the magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, like, you know, the whole point of a movie is to kind of escape from reality for a moment. Yep. You know, like, like it or hate it, there's something magical about being able to just take a pause and get sucked into a story. You know what I mean? Like, um, I went and saw The Shining recently. Oh, God. In the theater. Oh, I've never had that experience, dude. That must be unnerving. That's, God, that's that's got to be in one of my at least top five films. Like, it's just incredible. I've seen it so many times. There's doc- there's a documentary devoted to, like, all the symbolism that could be in there called Room 237. I've been to the Overlook Hotel in Estes Park and stood outside Room 217, which is where Stephen King actually wrote the novel when he was there, you know, during a snowstorm and the film is heavily influenced by his own struggle with alcoholism. And there's just these, uh, these themes that when Kubrick took it, that he just like created like this masterpiece on screen. And I went and saw it in the theater because it was right before Dr. Sleep, the sequel was coming out. Yeah. That's a great movie too. It really is like, you know, like he just did an amazing job um, uh, taking that and just like, you know, bookending both the film and the book um just really incredible but just to sit there and see that like on that scene where like danny is like riding his like big wheel oh hell no hell no you know what i'm saying like he's just riding his big wheel and you hear it it gets quiet when he's on the carpet and then he hits the the hard wood and it's like the loud sound that back to carpet and you're just tracking him on like this emotion uh, on this, you know, steady cam shot, which was revolutionary at the time, but he's, you're just tracking him on the steady cam shot till he stops in front of room 237 mm. and the doors open. There's nothing like it, dude. It's crazy to see that on the big screen. It's magical. Dude, I'm so jealous you got to see that on the big screen. Here's the thing. A lot of these, these epic movies we didn't i mean obviously the matrix but when we were sort of reaching our age of being able to go see the movies it was late 90s mid to late 90s when we were really able to get out on our own so there's a lot of movies we didn't get to see in on the big screen 
And uh, I'm kind of jealous when I hear when when I hear people say they saw the original Star Wars the day it came out or the week it came right. out. Because, With Jaws. Oh, when it was oh like, my God, Jaws. Dude, I, that movie freaks me out to this freaking day. <laughs> so good, dude. I mean, it's, you know, it, it's definitely like a pop song in a way, but it's just, you know, I, I think that's to its credit. Like Spielberg, I mean, how can you say anything really bad about what he does? Like he's able to capture that. It's like a great, you know, work of art and song at the same time. That's like one of the first bona fide blockbusters. Yes, it was. I think it was one of the first ones that really spawned sequels as well. I think that's where the term blockbuster came from, was from that release, because people were like lined up around the sidewalk and people were saying there's so many people. It was like cracking the block. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. It was like it was cracking the concrete. That's crazy. Well, dude, um, I've got I've got I've got a couple stories. I'm going to just tell one story. Um, which oh God! Was, let's hear it. This has got to be a crazy story. Which was if I'm going to tell the one that doesn't make me look like the jackass. <laughs> no, yeah, tell us, tell us the good one. <laughs> okay, so there was a movie that came out years ago called called Lords of Dogtown. Do you remember it? It's a skateboard movie. Absolutely, man. Okay, so me and my skater buddies, because I in my younger days when I wasn't a frail old man, I used to get out and skateboard a lot. Now I'm I'm going to be 45, so let's be honest, I probably should be limiting. Uh, my my uh, risk taking at this point, but okay. So this, I guess, I was in my late twenties, and the movie Lords of Dogtown came out. And this is once again at the Mills Mall Theater, which yeah. is now closed. So I went with a couple of my skater buddies, and one of my skater buddies was, let's just say, heavily intoxicated. Um, I had, sure that's a fun way to see a movie. I hadn't been around a lot of drunk people even in my late twenties, but I knew I knew he was drunk. I just he was slurring. Oh, he was like too drunk. <laughs> he was slurring his words. He was real aggressive. Okay. So I'm like, okay, this is gonna be interesting. Sure. So I go to the food court. I, I or the 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 concessions. Get my hot dog into my soda, and I go and we go up and sit in the upper level. Of the theater. This is one of those giant stadium seatings that probably fit. I don't want to probably like 100, 200 people, something ridiculous. And we're sitting there and my buddy says, give me a bite of your hot dog. I said, no, you're not getting a bite of my hot dog. <laughs> That's a weird thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's very strange. That's like That, that makes you think of, 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 of uh, Napoleon Dynamite where he's like, yeah, give me some of your tots. Give me some of your tots. That's a weird thing to say. Give me some of your hot dog. Well, in between bugging me about sharing my hot dog with him, he was heckling this this younger guy probably about 10 rows down from us in this giant stadium. Not cool. Well, this guy was giving it right back to him. Don't don't worry about that. It was not a one, it was not a one-sided affair and I'm like, "Sit down, you jackass." Okay. He's like, yeah. "Give me a bite of your hot dog. I'll sit down and shut up." I'm like, Okay, that's mortifying. That's mortifying when you're in the theater and your friend is like doing something crazy. Now, like at, th- at this point, the 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 lights are still up. Okay, so we're we're having this this going on before the movie started. Sure. Um, so I said, if I give you a bite of my hot dog, will you shut up? He goes, yes. Yeah. So he took a bite <laughs> of my hot dog, spit it out, and threw it ten rows up and hit the like hit the guy in the back of the head. No. Yes. That's not okay. That's not good. No, it's not. So then this guy, I don't know what he, I don't know what he had in his pocket. I don't know why he had C- a CD in his pocket, but he took out a CD 
of his pocket and then threw it up at my buddy, which almost hit me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not having fun here. This is not, this uh, is not uh, cool. So I said, sit down or I'm leaving. That's funny, dude. So he sits down, the lights go down, the movie starts. And I'm tr- I'm trying to think of the best way to say this, but let's just say there was there was a situation in the movie that could that that could have been construed as risque or something in the movie was a little sketchy. My buddy yeah. stands up and screams something obscene at the movie screen. Oh my god. Security comes in. Yeah. As they should. And I'm like, what the blank is wrong with you, dude? Wow. And he sat down and pouted the rest of the movie. Security was looking for his ass, but he sat down and never got it back. That is probably, that is not the kind of movie experience I'm looking for when I go to the movie, but it was memorable. Like I said, the dude took a bite of my hot dog, (laughs) spit it out, and then threw it at the teenager in the front row. And I was like, what's wrong with you? Why are Dude. you doing this? But like late <laughs> later on, later on, I asked him. I was like, "You were, you were, you were three sheets to the wind that night." He goes, "Yeah, dude. I, yeah, I, I was." And I was yeah, like, "Yeah, that's not okay." No, it's you not know, okay. Save that for the late night showings. Have you ever gone to like one of those late night showings where they show movies like really late at night, or like it's just like the fans of the cult classics? Uh, I've I went to saw. I went. I went to saw. <laughs> <laughs> I went to see Return of the King on the midnight showing. Oh, that'd be cool. And, and I think I, they might have been serving beer then, because now you can buy beer in movie theaters. Yeah. I um, mean, that's cool. You know, there's this um, – uh, I went to this theater when I was living in Denver, um, and we went and saw a showing of The Room. Are you familiar with that film? Is that is, – no, that's The Cell is the Jennifer Lopez movie. What's The Room about? The room. Oh, you got to You got to go and look up. You know, look up the room. That's Tommy Wiseau. There's a film that James Franco directed and starred in. It's called The Disaster Artist. James Franco directed and starred in it. It's about the making of this film. And this is a film. Um, it's like one of those ones that's like so bad it's good. Okay. And it's, it's just it's. I I can't even like we could do a whole episode about the room. Maybe you should go and watch it, and then we can make that part of our film icons if we ever do that. But it's one of those films that like it's just like the Rocky Horror Picture Show, where like people go to it, and there's like certain things that happen during the film where they like, interact with the screen. Like there's a scene in the room where there's all these sporks that show up, so people bring sporks and they throw them at the screen. <laughs> or there's like, certain lines that like everybody yells out, and it's it's just an it's just like a crazy experience. That's like one of those other things that like movies that like, you like, you're not going to like duplicate that, you know, even if you have great friends and you're watching a film, there's like, there's a lot of value in that, but like being in a, <laughs> in a room with a bunch of strangers that like love this certain film and they just like go insane for it. That's one of the funnest things too. But like, Save the crazy outbursts for those kind of shows where like everybody's yeah. like expecting that to happen, right? <laughs> like like the Big Lebowski. There's like a huge cult following of the Big Lebowski. I imagine those get-togethers are pretty freaking rowdy. If I if I know my crowds. Oh, yeah. Well, when I went and saw when what I went a, and saw a movie too. When I went and saw Revenge of the Sith was was it 2006? There was lightsaber fights all over the theater. Oh, that's 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 totally fun, dude. So, J-Mac, 
I th- I have this theory. I think people are like starved to get back into the screen to the to the cinema and and see these films on on the big screen again. And it's crazy, you know, because of the pandemic, a lot of movies were delayed. And there's there's an amazing list of films coming out at the end of, at the end of this year that are just going to be incredible. Can you drop some uh, on me? Yeah, I I pulled up a list here. So let's see. Uh, in July, we got Black Widow and Jungle Cruise. They're they're coming out, and a lot of people have been like looking up for those. The Suicide Squad film is coming out, and uh, Venom sequel is coming out. But like, check this out. When it gets into like October and November and December, there's like so many crazy films coming out. Dune. Um, oh, that's no, right. Yeah, no, no time to die. The new James Bond film is is coming out. That's been like you know it got delayed so many times, but it's going to finally hit the hit the big screen. Uh, there's a there's a Halloween sequel that's coming out. Um, the Ghostbusters sequel, Top Gun sequel. There's a Spider Man film. There's a Matrix Four. The Kingsman. I mean, dude. There's like so many crazy films coming out. How are we going to have time to to like see all these films? Well, imagine having a nine year old. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. Well, you know, but that's that's part of the enjoyment too. Is like you know taking the whole family and like sitting there. Right. Um, well, here's a here's a story about the first movie I took my son to. I guess at the time he was six. Sounds about right. Cars three. You know the the Pixar movies. Cars, Lightning, yeah. Lightning McQueen, Mater. Uh, we went and saw Cars 3 and we sat, we got there a little late. So we had to sit up closer to the screen. He literally was terrified to look at the screen for like the first, first half hour. He was like, had his hands over his eyes and he, and he had his, he had his, at the time he was, had a little blankie. He was carrying the blankie with him. (laughs) But after about 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes, he opened his eyes, and I don't think he blinked for the next hour. It was amazing. That's magical. And then, and then, of course, I think we've only seen two movies in the theater because obviously he's just now gotten to the age where he can sit still and stuff. Um, and then Toy Story four, he loved it, dude. I think I actually posted some pictures. I'm on my Facebook page of it, and I look forward to getting out to the theater with my son and seeing movies because. I hope that we I can pass along my love of theater, like being a theater, uh, not groupie, what like a theater urchin, just hanging a theater rat. There we go, like mall rat, yeah, hanging uh, around yeah. the theaters, seeing movies. Oh, dude, uh, I got to mention the Harry Potter movies. I love those Harry Potter movies, and the theater were so much fun. I've got them all on Blu-ray, but it's that was talk about a magical experience. Those, especially those first two. I was just kind of coming out of my extreme religious upbringing. And so magic was very kind of like, ooh, and <laughs> kind of like, I remember getting in a conversation with my dad and I don't know if I'll keep this in or not. I guess it doesn't matter. And <laughs> and I told him, I said, I went and saw Harry Potter and he goes, he goes, why would you see that? I was like, cause it's fun. And it's a fun movie. And he goes, well, at least you're not seeing that Lord of the Rings crap. And I'm like, I got my, <laughs> I was like, I got my tickets now, dad. Well, that's okay. I mean, whatever. <laughs> uh, but you know what? I did take my dad to see Castaway. That was the one movie I remember going to see my... Because I thought, this is a manly movie. Me and my dad can kind of like bond over this. And we did. It was kind of... It was a, it was one of those late night movies where we got there at like 10 o'clock and didn't leave till 1230. It was, 
It was a good memory I have with my dad. What's the what's your most favorite film? And I know this is a hard question to answer. What's your favorite film that you've seen on the big screen? Hmm. I hate to dork out, dude, but Fellowship of the Ring was pretty hard to beat for me. That was a big deal when that came yes, out. Yes, yes. Like, you know, I don't know I don't know if people remember what it was like. Like that story, you know, there was like a like a a hybrid animation live action version of that story that came out, I think in like the late seventies, early eighties. Um, but it was just kind of okay. And that was a big deal because cinema had gotten to the point where like the production of films had finally like progressed with, with you know, with like CGI and things to the point where they could actually make a film like that. That was a huge event when it came out. I went and saw that with my sister who is a huge Lord of the Rings fan um and that was pretty cool to go with my sister grace and actually see that and you know we have a, like a nice memory doing yeah. that but it was insane right to go and do that it was like it was like the new star wars now i'm like i said i'm a huge star wars fan and i, I have a lot of good memories of star wars and harry potter and just a bunch of the matrix and a bunch of other fun movies but the one that really stands out to me and i guess it's because i didn't expect it to be so freaking good um, and I, I was not familiar with the Lord of the Rings previous to that, because obviously that was not one of the uh, approved books on my parents' uh, list. <laughs> and when I went and saw it, it was it was like, not only was it an entirely new universe, it somehow seemed real. It seemed like, say what you will about Star Wars, but it seems like spacey. It seems like it couldn't really, it's like a lot of stuff environments you haven't been in i've been in i've been in the mountains i've been in a forest i've been in a swamp i've been to these places that lord of the rings were set and i've been to like a big big open plain with you know tall grass and stuff like that that was the that was the movie that really i would say if i if i had to make one that blew the lid off my mind in a visual sense um and I've, of course, I've watched it a million times since then, but it's not the same. It's not the same at home, no matter how big a TV you have, unless you're Hugh Hefner and you've got like a, like a little, like a legitimate theater in your house. It's not the same. And I think, I think if you, if you told me that I could go see that movie, pay 20 bucks for popcorn, soda, cushy seat, I think, I think I would still pay money to go see that movie in a theater to this day. What's, what's your movie? You know, it's a really hard question to answer, and I knew that it was when I asked it. Um, but I have two memories, and they both take place at Jamestown Mall. <laughs> oh, I've got another story about Jamestown Mall that I'm in the theater that I'm not going to tell because it makes me look really bad. So I'll just tell your story. All right. Well, so so for those who don't know, Jamestown Mall was this mall like on the outskirts of North County in St. Louis where we grew up. And it was kind of like the destination to go to for a long time. There was Jamestown Mall and Northwest Plaza. And that's where all the kids hang, uh, hung out. Yep. And um, I remember going, like, I, I, I guess this, this will be the film that I love seeing on the big screen, but didn't actually get to see it on the big screen when it came out, which was yeah, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh, my God, dude. that that That's my favorite Indiana Jones movie. It's it's also my favorite, and it's so good. I've I wore that VHS tape out when I was a kid. <laughs> it's so quotable, and it's just a great story. Um, it's just a great fun action adventure film. 
Um, but I didn't get to see it when it was in the theater and we were actually at the theater to go see some other film. And I, I maybe it was like, honey, I shrunk the kids. Cause that came out the same year. <laughs> yeah. That was, it was around the same time. And I remember both, both me and my brother really wanted to see Indiana Jones. Ooh. So the theater actually on the, like on the back door to the, to the theater, there was a window that you could look in and see the films that were playing. So we looked through the window and saw like the very end. I think we even like our head and we felt like we were like such rebels, you know, to like go into the movie we didn't pay for. Um, But to see like, it was just the very end of the film where they like, uh, like get on the horses and then like ride off. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's it's an iconic, it's an iconic scene. (laughs) It's, it, it really is. And, you know, and we had no clue what had happened before that, but like when we finally went, um, to blockbuster and rented the film there we to watch go them. he went to see what actually happened um it was just kind of like booking it that whole thing and later on i saw it at, at like one of those midnight showings yep and uh it was just so good to see um so that's that's my first jamestown mall story where i peeked in on the movie that i wanted to there see. there you go you know you know one of my favorite memories about seeing a film at jamestown mall was i went to go and see that m night film unbreakable great movie i saw that jamestown too it was the first run and it just come out and ironically i had a broken foot at the time how'd you do that and i was on crutches but i had gotten really good at being on crutches because i was going to a performing arts school at the time and my i was in a dance class and the dance teacher like had me like choreograph a thing on crutches right so i I could run in these things, you know, I could like do this crazy thing. So I went and saw this movie and it was stadium seating. And I like walked up the staircase to at least like three, you know, like two thirds the way back up the screen, the packed house um, to go and see this film. And I I just thought it was like really ironic. I'm saying this film called Unbreakable. And you're broke down. (laughs) And I'm broke down. They called me Mr. Glass, you know, kind of a deal. And I still love that movie. I think it's his, you know, one of his best films. It's just fun. I agree. One of those random thoughts. I mean, that's that's the point, right? Like, I think we're kind of talking about all these crazy memories because, like, if you stop and think about it, there's so many good memories that you have about hanging out at the theater and seeing films, and that's part of the deal. Like, you know, maybe we have like some other agenda by talking about this thing, and that's that we really want people to go back and see movies because I don't want to lose that experience, J-Mac. There is something special about seeing a movie in a theater. Like it's really sad. Like here in LA, um, Arclight cinemas and Pacific theaters, they're like shuttering their doors. Wow. This is is the company that like owns the Cinerama Dome. I don't know if you've ever seen a movie there. I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood there. And it's this amazing, like, circular auditorium that was made to play, like, Vista Vision films where they had, like, three cameras displaying different pieces of the film because it would just, like, fill it. It's like nice. one of those, like, things that they did. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but they're closing the doors on that. And, you know, I have to go and look and see where it's at because there's a lot of people trying to save it. But, like, this pandemic has been so hard on so many different things um involved in this and i just don't want to lose that experience of going to the movies and actually seeing a movie with a friend or girlfriend or your wife or your husband whatever it is sitting there with your family 
your friends and experiencing a movie on the big screen. There's nothing like it. We need to get out there and support these chains, especially this, the smaller ones that are just like struggling to get by right now. I agree. I think people, um, it's like, what's like that Cinderella song? Don't know what you got till it's gone. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't realize how many memories you have as a family or as a teenager or, or even even as a kid going to movie theaters and seeing movies. It's an experience. It's There's a reason why you pay the money you do in, to see a movie on the big screen because you cannot replicate it unless you're, you're, you're uber wealthy and have, have the ability to have a giant theater in your, in your mansion. And even then, right. I, even then I still argue it's not the same because there's something about sharing the experience with strangers. That's what it's about, J-Mac. It's about sharing the experience. Like, it taps into a very human thing. You're like, we are all, you know, experiencing life, whether we are conscious of it or not, is all happening. And this is, and movies is one of those things that amplifies that. It's about sharing the experience. It's about taking you to another world for a moment it creates a moment for you to suspend your disbelief, maybe consider something you hadn't considered before, or really it's just about having fun. I mean, just like sitting there watching a movie, having fun that you're, you know, it's something that you're excited about and just letting it happen. One of the, one of my greatest movie experiences in a the theater was, it's not a great movie. It's not even a good movie, but attack of the clones episode two, of star Wars. When Yoda comes out and kicks, count dooku's ass dude i was there for i was there for like the one of the first showings the entire crowd got it was like a standing ovation it was amazing dude you you get goosebumps like with everybody getting up you don't i don't know any of these people i know i know i know absolutely none of these people but they're all cheering for this little green guy beating this this evil wizard guy it was it was fun it was dude. exciting and you can't you can't get that from sitting in your house watching it on streaming. It's not the same. So please. No, you can't. And, you know, I, I got the same experience when I saw Avengers Endgame. Yeah, right? that, that's a good movie. Like, all of these different, like, pieces of the puzzle just made over all these years that, like, culminated into that one film. And there was so many scenes of that final battle where, like, you know, whether you were, like, into, like, superhero movies or not, like, it was hard to, like, escape, like being part of like the emotion of seeing all these crazy things happen and people like cheering and like going crazy in the theater. You're not going to get that at all. No, you're not. Absolutely not. So I would just encourage our listeners, please buy a movie ticket. Your kids will thank you. Your, your grandkids will thank you. you we'll thank you. We'll thank you. You'll thank you. You'll be like, why have I not been going to the, th- I missed this. I should be going more. For two tape decks and a mixing board, my name is J-Mac. And I'm Sam Wade. Saying until next week, stay cosmic!